Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this evening. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And I'm back from the beach, had a wonderful time. You got to listen to last week. I was down there with a girlfriend who surprised me and took me down to her place for a week. So that was really fun. We enjoyed that a lot. But, um, back home and um, and ready to talk with a bunch of these callers who are on hold. And then I've had several questions that have been submitted online. So I will get to as many of those as we can as well. So um, first of all, I believe let's go to Regina. Hi, Regina. Are you with us? I'm with us. How are you, Julie? I'm well. How are you, girl? I am doing great. Good. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I am calling from Julie's hometown of Columbus, Ohio. That's right. And Regina, <laughs> Regina and I graduated from high school together a few decades ago, right, girl? Um, <laughs> more than a few, probably now. <laughs> and um, and we have reconnected on Facebook, and she sent me a picture, and I'm going to let her describe it to you, and it it was so magnificent. Regina, oh my gosh, when I got it, I got goosebumps. So tell everybody about what happened and, and, uh, and how, you, how you got that picture and describe it to everybody, and then I will tell you what I got from it. Regina sent me the picture, and she said, do you know what this means? And so I, I've got some answers for you, but, but uh, go ahead and describe to everybody about the picture. You still there? Hello. Did I lose you? Oh, no. Oh, there you are. Um, I'm okay. here. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. <clears throat> You're anyway, back. Okay. Um, in, on May 16th of 2015, my father, myself, my sister Sandy, and my husband Eddie went to the cemetery to plant flowers um, on my mother's and my brother's grave sites. And my sister had said, I don't think any of my pictures turned out very good because it was kind of a gloomy day and it had been raining and whatever. So I told her I'd snap a few pictures to, you know, just to see if mine were better than hers. Then I, we did that. I took them at my mom's grave and my brother's and we got in the car and left. And when we were driving, I was open the pictures and I saw this spot on my phone and I actually thought it was a spot on my phone and Sandy grabbed my phone from me and opened my enlarged it as big as she could and we saw that it was a pink dove right above my mom's grave site 
And we never saw it. It was not visible to the naked eye. The pictures I took before, the pictures I took after, the pictures she took, the pictures at my brother's grave site, none of them had that except that one picture that I sent to Julie. And it was overwhelming to us when we saw that and thought it was very cool, even though even my father, who's not so much believing that there are um, signs like that that come to us. So I sent it to you for you to tell me what you thought that meant. Yeah, yeah. And, and the picture but it is every, amazing. It really is. The picture, everybody, is on my Facebook page, Ask Julie Ryan. It's on Instagram and Ask Julie Ryan. And I'll put it in my blog with a link to next week. So for those of you that are just hearing the podcast maybe a week after it's up, um, you'll be able to see it. And, you'll, and you can really clearly see that it's a pink dove. And it's and very detailed. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. So here's what I came up with. In order to find the significance of the pink dove, I even typed this out because it, there was so much that I was getting that I typed this out so I could read it and then I'll, and then I'll make comments as we go. But um, in order to find the significance of the pink dove flying above your mom's grave in the picture you sent, I first connected to you and then from you to your mom. She appeared right away and stood at your right shoulder during our conversation. Your mom told me she sent the pig dove to let all of you know she was with you in spirit. She also told me pink was one of her favorite colors. I'm going to mute you, Regina, just while I'm reading this, just because I'm hearing some background noise. Okay? Okay. So I'll, yep. I'll mute you, but I'll come back. Okay. And then well, maybe somebody else, somebody else is on here, but I don't know who they are. Let's see. That's not muted yet. Um, oh, I got some more here. Hi, I'm going to mute you guys, but then I'll be back to you just so we don't have background noise. Regina, that may not have been you, but let me see. Um, okay, let me go back here. So then I went on to say, um, your mom told me she sent the pink dove to let all of you know she was with you in spirit. And she also told me pink is one of her favorite colors. Is that true? Well, you're on mute, so I'll ask you in a minute. First, pink doves do exist. They're extremely rare and are mostly found in the Republic of Mauritius, an island nation in the Indian Ocean off the southeast coast of the African continent. I believe your mother chose this bird to get your attention and to let you know it wasn't a chance encounter with a regular dove, because most doves are white. This one is very clearly pink. I went on to say perhaps she intended the bird as a metaphor to illustrate that although she seems far away, like Mauritius, she's right there with you, like the pink dove. She's just now in non-physical or spirit form. Next, in Christian religions, the dove is the symbol for the Holy Spirit. It was believed in Judeo-Christian culture that the dove was so pure, it was the one form into which Satan could not transform himself. That's why doves and pigeons were the only birds suitable for sacrifice by the Hebrews. I believe your mom wants you to know she and all deceased loved ones are pure holiness. Most of us know the dove is a symbol of peace and is often portrayed with an olive branch in its mouth. 
This icon is taken from the story of Noah releasing the bird to bring back proof that there was land again somewhere and that the flood waters were receding. The proof was the olive branch it carried in its mouth when it returned to the ark. I believe your mom wants you to know she's at peace and wants you all to be at peace about her passing. In other ancient cultures, the dove represented love. It was a symbol for Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of love, and of Venus, her Roman counterpart. This one's obvious. Your mother's sending the symbol of love to let you know how much she loves you and your family. In Slavic folklore, doves were believed to escort the souls of the dead to heaven, and the Celts believed the mournful call of a dove meant the peaceful passing of someone. Your mom wanted you to know she's actually in heaven. Lastly, Ted Andrews in his book, Animal Speak, The Spiritual and Magical Powers of Creatures Great and Small, states, The song of this totem, the dove, tells you to mourn what has passed, but awaken to the promise of the future. It's a bird of prophecy and can help you to see what you can give birth to in your life. Thanks for sharing your magnificent photo. So let me get Regina back on um, off of mute here. Okay. Are you there? I am. That is okay. so cool. That so that's, so cool. that's a lot. The other thing that I learned in, you know, at this age, I'm just learning this morning doves. I thought morning was spelled like the A M M O R N I N G, but it's M O U R N I N G. Like when you mourn the dead. Taken like two days after we buried my mom's sister. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, when we looked it up and saw that, that's, you know, we were thinking something with that, too. Um, We've had no doubt she was in heaven. Um, My dad misses her tremendously. They were together 64 years when she died. Oh, God love her. And the way she died shouldn't have happened. You know, it was a medical treatment thing. But... um, I did have two things that are missing from my mother's, of my mother's, that my sisters tried to find and couldn't find. And one of them is my mom's rosary, which she had with her all the time. Uh And when she died, we couldn't find it ever. And my dad had to purchase a new one for my mother. And I wanted to see if there was any insight as to where we may be able to find that, because I think it would bring my dad great peace mm-hmm. if he could find that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was she had an emerald diamond ring, or emerald and diamond ring, that my father had bought her. She never wore it, hardly ever. And about six months before she died, she wore it. Mm-hmm. And then about a month before she died, my father said, where's your emerald ring? And my mom said, it's back there. Don't worry about it, which is how my mom would talk. Right. And we've never been able to find either of those two things. Okay. And the one I'm most, most looking for an answer is her rosary. Was it one of those crystal rosaries, Regina? Yes. Okay. All right. That's what I'm seeing a picture of. All right. So I'm going to call her in and we'll just ask her and see if she can give us some information. So, um, all right. So Mrs. Marillo, all right. She's standing next to you. 
I said, where's your rose? Okay, now, the thing I need to tell you is spirits are crazy literal. I mean, they are so literal. So we've got to refine down the question as much. So where's your crystal rosary? She's saying in its pouch. Where's the pouch? In my drawer. Which drawer? In my dresser. Which dresser drawer? Did she have like one of those dresser's that has two sets of drawers that was kind of a lower dresser? It was a lower dresser and it had like three on each side and then in the middle there's a thing you opened and there were three small drawers in there. All right. Okay. She's telling me top right drawer and she's showing me it was in some some kind of a pouch that she carried it in. Okay. Okay. We'll look for that. She's saying it's in her drawer. Okay. Where's your emerald and diamond ring in my jewelry box? Did she have a special jewelry box? You know, I I think she used the same jewelry box as my father. Okay. Um, I'm, I, I'm assuming that that's where it was. I don't remember her having an actual jewelry box. And I remember her using my dad's. Um, I mean, I moved out of there when I was 18, so it's been so long ago. Um and I think it was there, but they have looked there, and they have not found it there. She's telling me there's some kind of a secret compartment in the jewelry box, and it may be one that she made. You know, sometimes okay. in those jewelry boxes, when they have satin or silk in them, they'll... It, does, uh, it had like a vel- soft velvet, I think, or okay. a, you know, that type of... Okay. I would... I would we'll empty it. I would, it. I would look at it 15 ways to Sunday and see if there's some kind of a little slit or a pouch or something. But she's saying it's in, it's in the jewelry box and it's in the secret compartment of the jewelry box. Okay. So, well, she would so. probably hide it. That would be her. I mean, okay. I haven't seen it in so long that I, I vaguely remember it. But I do right. remember her having it and I do know that she said that she was going to give it to my sister, one of my younger sisters, not Sandy, but Kathy, because they were both born in the, the month of May. Uh-huh. And so when my dad went to look for it to give it to her, it wasn't there. Yeah. And so, you know, I, those were the two things, were the, her rosary and that um, ring that we had right. looked for and not been able to find. So I really appreciate um, you doing that, and it, could you ask her if my brother's doing good? My brother passed oh, away. Oh yeah, he's with her in two thousand nine. He's, he's oh, hanging good. with her. Yeah, he's with her, and they're both all around you guys, all at the same time. The cool thing about being in spirit form is we're made in the image and likeness of God. Most people think Regina that that means that we all that God looks like some old man uh, as a human. What I get from that is that we're all made in the image and likeness of God in spirit form. So if God can be everywhere all at the same time, so can we when we're in spirit form. And that's what your mom and your brother are doing and your other deceased loved ones as well. They're all around you all of the time. My mom passed away when my dad, my my mother's mother passed away when she was three. And okay. so my mom didn't really have her life with her. So mm-hmm. I know that that was very, very important to her also. Yeah. And if she yeah. can send, you know, something to make my dad not so sad every day because he's just been so delicate. Okay. Since she passed away health-wise and emotional-wise. Why don't you, I think I've got your email address, but why don't you um, message me your email address and I'll send you all this stuff that I read that I put together and give that to your dad. 
That's what your mom is telling me. She's saying to give that to your dad because she's like, I sent him a pink dove. What else does he need? (laughs) Well, he believed that. He believed that. He was very emotional about that. So that was phenomenal. But I do know that um, my sister, one of my sisters, um, my nieces, um, my daughter may be on the line. My daughter-in-law is on the line. Um, that said they were going to call to um, hear what you had to say because it's been something we've been trying to figure out for the last sure. couple of years. Sure. And sure. Um, I also, before you start asking other people questions, um, I asked, or they start asking questions. I also wanted to tell you I truly enjoyed your book. It made me so at peace on a lot of things because death to me and the unknown is very scary. Mm -hmm. And I would hate to leave my husband and my children and my family and, and all that kind of stuff. But it was, it was very calming. It was very touching. Um, it was so feel good. It was so easy to read. In fact, I read it in less than a day. And um, I truly appreciate it, and I want to thank you for writing that book. Oh, thank you for saying so. I really appreciate it. Every it, it, it was phenomenal. Every family that, with whom I've worked has said, "Please, please write something about this because it brings so much comfort." And 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 won't you agree? There's some heart, really heartwarming and funny stories in there. I mean, it's not depressing. It's at not all. a sad. It's not a sad book at all. It is. No. As soon as yeah. it came out, I ordered it on Amazon, oh, and I you. I was just. Um, and I did leave you a message on Amazon, by the way. Oh, terrific. Thanks so much. I appreciate but, it. Well, thanks for sharing the picture and, and um, you know, lots of hugs to you and the family. And I'll, I'll shoot you this. And I'm, I'm going to – this is so extraordinary that I'm going to put this in my blog for next week. So it'll come it'll out, too. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. But I think, okay. you know, my sister definitely wanted to ask you a couple of things. Okay. Um, terrific. So I will if you want to put her. me on mute. Thank you. I will. And you'll be able to listen to the rest of the show. So here you go. Okay. Thanks for calling in, Regina. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Okay. So let's see who else we've got. We've got uh, Allie on the phone here. Hi, Allie. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Driving home from school. <laughs> oh, good. Are you, are you one of Regina's relatives? I'm her daughter. Okay, good. Did you have a question for me, or were you just listening to hear about your grandmother and the pink dove? I was just listening. Okay. All right. Well, I'll put you back on mute, and, and I may come back to you if you have another, another question. Okay. Okay, thank so, you. Okay, here you go. Be safe driving. Okay. I think our next caller is Kathleen, then. Hi, Kathleen. Are you with us? I am, Julie. How are you? Hi. I'm well. How are you, girl? I'm doing good here in Cali. Good. What's going on out there? Tell everybody where in Cali. Uh, Southern California, Ventura County, Moore Park. Yeah. Yeah. We, nice Kathleen area. and I have talked before, and we I lived in the city right next to her for a long time, Westlake Village. So I know right where she is. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, did you have a question for me this evening? I did. Yes, um, ma'am. This has been bothering the family, I guess, for years. Um, I need you to 
to find out from my grandparents, who are both deceased, um, why why they treated my father so badly. It's been it's been a long like years and years. Even when I was little, I I knew how how bad it was. Just always my dad, and. Yeah. Even after they passed away, we asked like other relatives and, you know, friends. It's like, okay, why were they so, I mean, they left him out of the will. They did all these things when he was younger. And even as an adult and as the children, the other children, the other grandchildren from my, um, my dad's, you know, siblings were all treated, oh, like royalty. And then all my dad's kids who, me, my brother, my sister, we're all treated. We could tell it was different. And I want to know why. I want to know why. What happened that they had to treat him in such a way? Okay. Well, let me see what I can find out. And let me see if I need to mute anybody else here. Let me mute this person here just so that we don't have background noise. Okay. So what I'm going to do, Kathleen, is I'm going to connect to you, and then I'm going to connect to your paternal grandparents, right? Because these are your dad's parents. Yes. Okay. All right. So here we go. What I'm doing, everybody, is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit, Spirit vibrates at a really fast rate simply because when our spirit's in our bodies, we vibrate more slowly because our body has mass. So when we're in non-physical, we vibrate faster. And I, I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. And then I, my eyes are closed and I watch a laser beam go from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama, where I am. And it's going to go to California to hook into Kathleen. And then Kathleen, I'm going to shoot energy through you from your feet up through the top of your head. And then I'm going to ask your grandparents to come in. And, um, And so, okay, here goes the laser beam. Just takes me a nanosecond to get her on my radar. And it's like I have a big screen TV in my head. And I'm, my eyes are covered with my hands, kind of like when you go in the movie theater, Kathleen, you know, and if it's dark, you can see the movie easier. Uh-huh. <laughs> kind of a yeah. thing. I do that just because that way I can see better. I can see better at the screen in my head. Okay, I got you on my radar. Okay, your grandparents, grandmothers to your right shoulder, your grandfather's next to her. Okay, so what's the scoop? What's your dad's name? Hero. Hero, H-E-R-O? H-I-R-O. H-I-R-O, okay. All right, so why... Was Hero treated differently from your? Because uh, he was the smartest. I'm getting. Was he the smartest? Hmm. Based on yours, smartest, most capable. Um, he needed extra pushing hmm. to get him to use his talents. Did he seem like he was, is he more accomplished than his siblings or? No. Financially or? No. Um, nope. Nope. Okay. All right. They were, they were doing that to try and motivate him. Um, but it sounds like it may have backfired. 
Uh, hmm. That yeah, that doesn't make sense because even as an adult, and even for us, you know, in his forties and fifties, it's like why? Yeah, why are you still treating? Oh, let me give you an example. Okay. Um, they had they had a family dinner, it was a, a you know family gathering, and um, everybody was invited except us. Huh. We were purposely, and my dad would had visited that afternoon, and they were getting all the food ready. Nobody said a word about us being invited. It was everybody else was invited except us. How that's hurtful! The kind of, that's the kind of stuff that was all through the whole years. That's why I was like, I want to know why. Yeah, what, what did he do? What they're did he just do? saying they're saying the reason why you were excluded was because of. Um, crosswords that he had had with them about not wanting to be around them and not wanting his family to be around them. And maybe he said it in a fit of anger and then changed his mind, but they held on to that. Um, that's what I'm getting mm-hmm. on that front. So mm-hmm. I'm getting that it, that they're telling me it was done out of love with him, but mm-hmm. your grandfather's saying that it backfired because it made your dad resent them and it poisoned the relationship, but they did it to try and help them, help him. They did it because they felt like he needed the extra prodding. Was he the oldest? Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, He was the oldest. Okay. Um, so hmm, that's weird. And, yeah. and he had to join the military to get out of the house because I guess it was getting so bad that he couldn't even stay in the house when he was younger. Mm-hmm. I huh. think they, I, uh, what I'm getting from them, Kathleen, is that they believe that he was really smart, really talented, had the world by the tail, and just really wasn't engaging. So they were, they were doing that to try and prod him. And, um, and pr- well, let me ask him about the military. Yeah. Um, I said, did you want them to join the military? Your grandfather said yes. Your mother said no. She was scared to death. Something was going to happen to him. Um, but. Your grandfather felt that that would turn him into a man if he went in the military. So I think it was, I think it was in a twisted kind of a way, it was done out of love, um, but it just backfired and it was not perceived as loving, obviously, on your dad's side or on any of you guys as grandchildren um, on your side as well, either. So... Interesting. I hope that gives you something to ponder and then yeah. that's going to create more questions so yeah, go back in exactly. more questions when you get them okay <laughs> okay thank Thanks, you appreciate right. it take sure, care, care. Bye-bye. Right. bye bye have you ever heard of cozy earth bedding it's your ultimate luxury escape cozy earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft and they even have a 10-year warranty They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing. They've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth Bedding. I love them and so will you. 
We do the show, everybody, every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. Call-in number is 712-770-4160, and the access code is 533-677-POUND. Now, I don't expect you to remember all those numbers, but here are a few places you can find it. First place is on my website, AskJulieRyan.com. If you scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, you'll see all this call-in information and, and the times and all of that with the different time zones. The next place is wherever you download podcasts in the description of the show notes, and it talks a little bit about what the callers, what the information was that we discussed during the call. If you scroll down to the bottom of that, this information's in there as well. In every description of every podcast, you'll find this and this call in information. And then the third place is if you sign up for my blog, and that is a question that somebody has submitted online, and I answer it, and I send one out every Thursday morning, and it has all this call-in information on it just as a reminder for you if you want to call in and be a part of the show and ask your questions and get your questions answered. While you're on the site, sign up for that blog uh, post. It's, there are several places on the site on the homepage, and you'll see other places where you can sign up for that. And sign up for a, um, a private session, too, because then that'll give us an hour to talk about anything you want to discuss. We can, I can scan you medically. We can, um, we can scan your pets. We can talk to your deceased loved ones. We can talk about career stuff, whatever. It, uh, it doesn't matter, but it's really fun. And gives me gives me a whole hour to have you all to myself, which is which is just always a delight. Speaking of questions that have been submitted online, here's one, and it came in from Diana, and Diana lives in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And she said, Good morning, Julie. I've recently been introduced to your podcast and love it. I was intrigued by your description of spirit guides and was wondering if you could tell me why I've seen an image slash entity slash spirit in my meditation with a face that's constantly changing slash morphing. I'm not sure if this is just my imagination or not, but I'm really curious. As soon as I can figure out a time that's quiet here, I'll be booking an hour because I have a lot more questions. One is about my beloved deceased dog. I miss him so much, and so is capitalized. Thanks very much for all you do. And here's my response. Hi, Diana. Thanks for listening to the show, your kind words, and for your question. In order to find out what's going on with your morphing spirit guide image, I connected to you and asked to see what you were seeing. It's not your imagination. You are accurately perceiving one of your spiritual counselors. This spirit calls itself Henry and is advising you from several of its lifetimes. That's why you saw all the different configurations of Henry's face. Spirit guides like us live many lifetimes and normally present themselves in an image that represents their past life that correlates the most with your current life. For example, if a spirit guy was a banker in a former life and they're advising you on financial matters, they'll most likely show up in banking attire. In order to be less confusing, I asked Henry to only show up as one figure at a time, and he agreed. Great job receiving Henry in spirit guide mode. Looking forward to talking with you in our private sessions. And then, or session. And here's, here's a couple of other notes. Spirits aren't male or female. 
they're just energy. Angels are just energy too, but we assign male and female names to spirit guides and to angels. They're just energy. They're, they're, not one sex or the other. But what happens is with spirits, when they incarnate, when they decide that they want to come have a human existence in a lifetime, they're going to incarnate as either a male or a female. And they're going to choose where they're born and to whom they're born. And and it's going to set them up for the basic trajectory of what their life plan is going to be. But that's why I refer to Henry as an it, (laughs) because Spirit guides aren't male or female. They just are going to show up based on what the li- what the lifetime that correlates with what you're currently going through, what that is. And it, so it's just going to give us information. Okay, let's go back to the phones. And I believe we have Kathy next. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Julie. How are you, girl? I'm doing okay. Hanging in there. Good. Let's tell um, everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Clarksville, Ohio. Clarksville. What's happening there? It's kind of dreary and rainy today. Oh, well, that's good for all the plants, right? That's true. We've been getting a lot of rain lately. So, <clears throat> Oh, yeah. God. Speaking of rain, Kathy, yesterday I was going to get my nails done, and, I, yeah. and it started pouring, and I couldn't get to the nail salon. I had to go three different ways because the streets kept flooding, and I thought, oh, for heaven's sakes. And so I finally got there, but I called ahead and told my gal, I said, don't let anybody leave the salon because the streets are all flooding, and it's a mess. Tell them to wait until after the rain stops. But on the freeway, I had to drive just one exit on the freeway, and I I literally was driving 20 miles an hour because the visibility was so bad. It was crazy. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, we've had some flash flooding here, too. Yeah, nuts. I don't know that I've ever been in that or driven in it before, and fortunately, I was okay, but there were... There were a couple of routes that I could take that I turned around and went the other way when I saw cars that were stuck. And one one was a pickup truck, a big pickup truck that was like the water was up over their windows. <laughs> I thought, holy moly. Wow. So, yeah, it was bad. But it, but the funny thing was it was right in front of the fire station. <laughs> so the firemen just walked outside to help the guy get out of the car. They, you know, they couldn't <laughs> go anywhere either. But I thought, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're going to get stuck in a flash flood, what better place to get stuck than in front of a fire station? So anyways, I'm sorry, I digress. Tell me what your question <laughs> is. <laughs> um, well, if you remember, which I'm sure you do, uh, two weeks ago today, actually, Katie the cat, my beloved kitty, um, had surgery and yeah. she's been recovering well. Up until, <laughs> up until we went to our two-week follow-up yesterday. Oh, no. And um, she, I noticed that she was acting like her mouth was still hurting, but she wouldn't really look, let me look at it. She had several teeth on one side removed. Right. So I, wasn't, I just thought, we'll let the vet check it. So, um, so he checked it, and he's like, well... Um, and then she had another little issue going on. She's been licking her, licking her bottom <laughs> a little obsessively. So, so he's like, well, she has a probable infection starting in where the sutures are, and the sutures aren't dissolving quite like I would expect them to yet. They probably should be more know. dissolved by now. And he said, um, let me go check her bottom. He's like, yep, she's got a little infection in one of the little anal glands. And I'm like, oh, lovely. Oh, so geez. he put her on an anti- he put her on an antibiotic. Well, the problem is started her on the antibiotic it's clavamox and it's a liquid and mm-hmm. she gets 
seven milligrams twice a day, and mm-hmm. it is making her sick. She is so oh. nauseous. Oh. She has not she has not drank water for twenty four hours. She has not eaten oh. anything for twenty four hours at this point. And I'm okay. not sure. I'm not alarmed, but obviously I need to figure out how to get her back in gear here. So whatever you can pick up would be much appreciated. So you called the vet, obviously. Uh, yes, I this. did, and I and I made the adjustment he recommended, which was to cut okay. the fibromyalgia back, not out, but back, um, yeah. and that's not helped at all right now. Okay. Um, and, yes, I mean, the fact that she's not even – when I talked to him, she was still drinking water. Now she's doing nothing. Okay. What I'm getting is give her water and an eyedropper. Um, okay. You know, even if you, that if you can get, like, an eyedropper full of water in her – maybe at least once an hour, that's going to keep okay. her enough hydrated. I know with babies, human babies, they say if you can get a teaspoon of water in them on the hour, I'm getting the same thing. But use, okay. a, use a dropper, use an eyedropper. So okay. that's the first thing I'm getting. Um, I don't know that she's going to be able to take this antibiotic, Kathy. I, it, it's, it's just not agreeing with her. I think... Okay. Um, uh, probably the best thing she's telling me to have you call the vet in the morning and tell me you want a different antibiotic because this one's just not, it's not working for her. It's just, okay. It's just, yeah. Not and working. is liquid or, liquid or pill better, do we think? Well, let me ask her, is it, is it better for you to have liquid? She's saying pill. Interesting question. I would think liquid would be easier, but she's saying a pill. Yeah, so, I have a hunch it might be a pill. So that's, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right on that. So I would call the vet in the morning. In the meantime, you know, give her give her an eyedropper full of water. And she's telling me that she'll take that. She'll take okay. the eyedropper. Yeah, <laughs> good to know. She can be non-cooperative. Yeah, and I sure. <laughs> and I think if you can if you can keep her off that antibiotic, it'll settle her stomach a little bit. She may even drink some water for you in the morning. Okay. 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 All right. Well, good dear, luck. Thank you so much. Thanks. Okay. You bet. Have a good week. Bye bye. Okay, here's another quick question from um, somebody that submitted it online, and this is from Samantha in Orange, California, and she said, Hi, Julie. I met this guy on Tinder, the dating app. While I'm 22 and he's 34, she put in parentheses, 12-year age difference, I feel a strong connection to him. We had two dates, and on the third date, we slept together. While I'm not proud of that, it felt like I already knew him. After doing so, we drifted apart for a while, and we matched again on Tinder not too long ago, and I still feel the same, if not stronger. I've had an angel reader tell me in a past life he and I were together, and I was content with how things turned out. Is that possible for this life? Thank you. A million blessings, Samantha. Well, a million blessings back to you, too, Miss Samantha. And here's my response. I said, hi, Samantha. In order to get some answers for you, I connected to you and through you to Mr. Tinder and then did a past life scan on you. Here's what I discovered. You two have been in 713 past lives together in a multitude of roles. For example, you may have been spouses, siblings, friends, grandparents, business associates, acquaintances, etc. Some of those adventures were happy, some not, and each was educational. No wonder you felt like you knew him. It was cellular memory from many former lifetimes together. In this incarnation, however, I believe he's currently in a 
sport dating, and I have that in quotes, in a sport dating phase and isn't looking for a committed relationship right now. In addition, I believe Tinderman and you reconnected in this lifetime so you could understand that just because someone feels familiar, it doesn't mean they're a good match romantically or for that matter in any other way. So use your intuition and ask questions to God, the universe, your spirit guides, and deceased loved ones. Always preface the question with, is it in my best interest too? And then finish the sentence. Divine guidance will be the first thought that enters your head. If you think about the answer for more than a second or two, that will be your brain answering you. And always remember, spirits are extremely literal, so be as specific as you can when asking for guidance. That's what I was talking about with Regina, our first caller, that spirits are crazy literal. Um, So we want to refine it down. The other reason why I ask people to always preface a question that when they're asking for divine guidance with, is it in my best interest to, is simply because we can't, in our human minds, we can't fathom all of the different scenarios or future holds. There are so many variables. Your free will, somebody else's free will, the weather, the stock market, the government, the whatever. And so there's so many different variables at play that a lot of times we have things that happen to us and they and we get the same end result, but they unfold in ways that we can't imagine. So I have found over 20 plus years by asking, is it in my best interest to, that encompasses all those variables and it gets us really accurate answers. So we all can do that. Okay, let's go to a next, our next caller, and I believe it's Sandra. Hi, Sandra, are you with us? Sandra? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Hi there. You, you were on mute, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Tell everybody I'm where you're calling from. Houston, Texas. Calling? Houston, Woohoo! Yeah. Well, you know, I've been sitting here thinking, because I wasn't really sure what I was going to ask you, but as yeah. I sat and listened to the other questions, I have. A, can I ask two questions? Sure, if they're quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, the first one is my husband. Did I know him in another life? Yes. Many. <laughs> I knew it. I'm getting. I'm getting 17 at the moment. Your your 17 most recent lives. You were in them with him. But here's the way that that um, that soulmates work. Everybody thinks soulmates are these romantic. You know these romantic relationships that Hollywood and, and the publishing book industry have concocted. That's, that's not the way it works. A soulmate, it can be your mom, your sister, your dad, your grandmother, your uh, business partner, your acquaintance from childhood. Everybody that has come in and out of your life or is still in your life is a soulmate. We have romantic soulmates and then we just have soulmates. So everybody is a soulmate, but you and he have been together in 17 lifetimes. You perhaps maybe were his mother in a lifetime. Maybe he was your mother in a lifetime. Remember what I said about, you know, spirits incarnate in whatever sex they want that's going to help them experience what they want to experience in that particular lifetime. Maybe he was your child. Maybe he was a girl child. Maybe you were his child. I mean, it's like all of these different concoctions, different ways. But yeah, the 
I'm getting 637 total lifetimes, but the the last 17 in a row you've been together. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, can I just tell you a little background? Sure. Um, I met him before the internet was the internet online, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, he told me when I met him that he knew me. Um, before the glaciers, <laughs> yeah, the glaciers melted, and I ended up in Columbus, Ohio, and he ended up in Texas because because it it the 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 mountains or the 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 snow. The, I don't know. He explained it all, but I wish he was on this call now because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> You're saying that, and I well, actually. I think- I think that's very possible. And we have what's called, um, Sandra, we have what's called cellular memory that we bring with us from lifetime to lifetime. And and oftentimes that cellular memory will help us identify people like that, that um, uh, question I just read from Samantha from, from California about, you know, Mr. Tinder. And she felt like she knew him. And well, they were together in so many past lifetimes that of course she felt like she knew him because our cells have memory that we bring from lifetime to lifetime, but our our brains don't consciously remember things because if we did, then that would negate our experience that we want to have in this lifetime. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I mean it's totally I I mean we totally believed that we knew each other in another life and we were together somehow. Yeah, and I, I, I moved did. to Texas. My house sold the day I moved. I got I transferred with my company that didn't have a job, and I've been I've been married to him 21 years now. So wonderful, very interesting. My second wonderful. question is: My brother Mike has passed away. He was the first one that died out of nine of us in a, as right. a family, and it really broke um, broke our hearts because it was our first. Um, but prior to his death, we had some issues that I don't really want to go into on the call, but I want to know, is he at peace? Oh, absolutely. He's in heaven. It doesn't get any better than where he is. Absolutely. Everybody goes to heaven when they die. Everybody. So is, is, is he trying to fix something that happened prior no. to his death? He's no. Not. No. No. That's the human experience. When we die, our spirits go to heaven. We're carried off by angels. And that's what I talk about in my book, Angelic Attendance, that if you go to AskJulieRyan.com, you can, there's a link there that'll, that'll go to it and you can read it. And what Regina was saying, that it's, it's really heartwarming stories about different people with whom I've worked and their families. And it's, they're funny and they're uplifting. And, and it talks about what happens as we're dying and as we, as we get carried off to heaven. So everybody's carried off to heaven by angels. Our deceased loved ones are there. Our deceased pet spirits are there. It's really a glorious um, a glorious thing. And so all of that, all of that drama that we humans experience, spirits leave here in the human experience. Because when we go into non-physical, into spirit form, we are pure energy, pure love, pure light. All that drama is just the human experience. And it does not it does not follow people to heaven. And they don't try and fix stuff. It's it's like if you can imagine that you're an actor in a play 
and here's the script of the play and the script involves whatever the drama was that you went, you or whomever went through with Mike. But in that script of the play, Mike leaves because Mike dies, but the remaining characters have to figure out how to deal with the drama that happened while he was alive. It's almost like it's a movie script or it's a play script. Does that make sense? Yes, but was he trying to talk to me yesterday? I get a yes on that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, and here, here's how that works. You'll get, you'll get something in your head and, and you can, if, if he initiates it, and you, it'll it'll come in as a thought. I call that inspiration. If he'll say something to you that inspires you to do something or inspires you to ask a question, you can just say, hey, Mike, are you trying to talk to me? And the answer, like I said to Samantha, the answer is going to happen as fast as you can snap your fingers. If you think about it for more than a second or two, Sandra, that's your brain answering you. Okay? Well, so because I... I was walking through uh, the downtown tunnels in Houston, Texas, which is mainly, mainly restaurants. But mm-hmm. there's this one little shop there, and there was this thing hanging on the window there that said, whip it, whip it good. Well, that was my brother's, what's what he said when he came out of um, surgery to my mother. Uh-huh. Um when he was diagnosed with the brain cancer and he said, um, I'm going to whip it. I'm going to whip it good. And I, and why that thing was right there out of nowhere. Why in the middle of downtown Houston? Yeah. 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 To me, I felt like he was trying to tell me something, but I never figured it out. I think you did. I think you did figure it out. I think you did good. So thanks for calling in. <laughs> thanks for calling in this evening. I appreciate it and uh, enjoyed chatting with you. I'm going to see you. if I can get another caller in real fast. Okay. okay take care. Bye bye. Uh-huh. Okay. I think Wendy is our next caller. Hi, Wendy. Are you with us? Hello. Hello. Are you on I mute? Am. Hi. Is it- I- Hi, Wendy. How are you? How are you? Oh, my gosh. Good. How are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm so thrilled that you're taking my call. I really appreciate it. You bet. Tell everybody where you're calling from. Sure. I'm calling from Oakland, California. Okay. What's going on with you, girl? Well, um, so my husband and I um, have been trying to conceive, um, and so we're a little bit older, and it's, you know, been a little challenging, to say the least. Okay. All right. I feel a little bit like, I don't want to say written off by, but, you know, you get to a certain age. I'm 44. My husband is 43. Um, you know, you get to a certain age, and it's just sort of like you just kind of get written off by doctors. You know, they, they see you as geriatric. So mm-hmm. I was hoping to sort of connect in with my ancestors and spirit guides, and in, in particular my meme, because um, I know she had my aunt Tina when she was 45. And I've been feeling her presence a lot lately, but I also feel like I just, I'm not sure if this is like an effort we should continue with or, or not. I, I feel kind of strongly that there's baby energy as well, but I just don't know. And I was hoping you might be able to kind of tune in and help me um, understand some of this. <laughs> well, I got you on my radar while you were 
chatting while you were talking and telling me and everybody the story of what's going on. And so my laser beam came from me here in Sweet Home, Alabama, went out to you in Oakland. <laughs> you have two baby's energies above your right shoulder. And how they look, Wendy, are, you know, the bubble that Glenda the Good Witch wrote into the to Munchkin Land in the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> Glenda was the Good Witch. Do you remember that? Yeah. I know you saw the Wizard of Oz. Absolutely. And she, yeah. and she comes in in a bubble, and they, and they portray that in the play Wicked. I saw it on Broadway, and it was fabulous how they brought, <laughs> you know, they brought Glenda in in this bubble. It was hilarious. So it also reminds me of, have you ever seen in a photograph, maybe a family photograph, where there are orbs? in the picture and it just looks like it's overexposed or something. Some people think that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Those are spirits, those orbs and pictures. A lot of times they're, they'll be in family pictures. Those are spirits and our digital cameras are so efficient now that they take the picture so quickly that those orbs show up. And oh, wow. oftentimes, yeah, it's really cool. Oftentimes people will send me a picture. They'll say, okay, who's in this picture? And I'll say, okay, that's, that's you know, granddad Stanley and that's grandma Jane and that's whoever. So, um, so you, that's what your baby's energy looks like. You've got one that's pretty close that's above your right shoulder. And baby's energy attaches to the mother's energy field before it's conceived. Okay, so babies choose us as mothers and choose, as you heard me say earlier, we choose the families we're born into and where we're born and when we're born just because it's going to give us the opportunity to have the trajectory of the experience we want to have, experiences we want to have in this lifetime. So, you know, like if if you're driving by the Oakland airport and and it's nighttime and you, you can see the planes lined up in the distance, the lights, because they're getting ready mm-hmm. to land. I know you've seen yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what your baby's spirits look like to me. You've got one that's pretty close and you've got one that's a little bit further back. So I think you're going to have one perhaps two before all is yeah. said and done. Not oh, together, that's not twins, but but together. <laughs> and all those deceased loved ones that you mentioned, their spirits are all around you. You've got like this gaggle of women that are spirits that are just kind of, you know, around you, you know, like hovering over you, but they're, but they're around you kind of in a semicircle behind you. Oh. And, um, and they're all in different period dress. Like some of them look like they're from the, um, the 1940s. Some look like earlier than that. Some, I guess, is they're, and some from the 60s. I think it's grandmothers, great grandmothers, probably great aunts, that kind of stuff. But it's all women. And they just look like a bunch of women that would be there, you know, fussing over you. But they were there. <laughs> Okay. The, the, other thing, the other thing I want you to know is there's a wonderful book that I suggest that you, that you um, order or go, go get. You can probably get it at Barnes & Noble, but certainly Amazon has it. And it's called The Better Baby Book. Better Baby okay. Book. It's by a, a doctor named Lana, L-A-N-A, Asprey, A-S-P-R-E-Y, M-D, Okay. And she was in her, I believe, late 40s and was told she could never conceive. And she restored her fertility and had two babies, like oh. within a year or two of each other. 
that's so. Thank you. I'm not, I'm not aware of that book. I mean, I have a lot of yeah. But she did it. She did it, Wendy, through nutrition and um, vitamins and jazz like that. I mean, she didn't do the IVF stuff. She did. She did it all through nutrition and stuff like that. I think you're going to find it really interesting. And so, if nothing else, that's kind of my mo too. I'm a health coach and I'm studying herbal medicine right now. So I'm all about. Of food is medicine, and we're not interested in kind of like medical yeah. inver- interventions and things like that because I don't feel I feel like if I get myself healthy and then we're in a good place spiritually, like it can happen. But it's just a question yeah. of like not having much support from the medical community at all. You know, I'm just no, like, because pretty much, that's, yeah. they don't. That's what they know. That's what they've been taught. But yeah. there's so yeah. many resources out there for us that we can do that. And I think you're going to really enjoy that. And what it's going to do is it's going to help you um, be really healthy as you're in the process of conceiving. And then also when you're pregnant and then post-pregnancy, it's going to help you with that as well. And um, and then, the, and then you know, well, you just got to practice, 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 girl. You just got to do <laughs> All that practices you know, to bring those baby spirits in. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, but call in again if you want, or schedule a private session, and we can, you know, we can talk about about how close it is and that kind of thing. You know, we can do more of a deep dive. But I I see one absolutely, and there's another one that's in the distance. One other quick thing I want to I want to tell you too. So keep your mind open to all of this is adoptive babies energy attached to the adopted mother's energy field before they're born as well okay so just because somebody doesn't conceive a baby doesn't mean anything because adopted babies choose their adopted parents who raise them they choose the birth mother who acts as a portal to get them here but they Mm -hmm. choose the adopted mother as well Oh, okay. that's really beautiful. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go get the awesome. Better Baby book. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. Thanks okay. for calling. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. Well, we are out of time, but what a fun show. And thanks to everybody that called in. The people that I didn't get to, please call back next week, and I'll, and I'll do my best to get to you then. And I hope everyone has an amazing weekend and, uh, and a terrific next week, and, and I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.